Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our senior leader, Amy Kendrew. We trust you'll enjoy today's message. final week of our three-week series on fresh wind, fresh wind, this this prophetic word that uh, has been spoken over our church. And uh, we heard in uh, week one, Ben shared about just that picture of, of the boat that's emerging from the storm. And there's a fresh wind, there's a fresh, there's a renewed strength, uh, there's life, there's wind in the sails. And then we heard last week from, from Pastor Chris about to have fresh wind, to receive that fresh wind, we have got to have the eyes of faith and we've got to have a heart of repentance. And all throughout, there's been this picture, Pastor Chris talked about it as well, this picture of boats being in the water and the sails are kind of slack, there's no wind. But then when the wind picks up, they're able to move forward, there is momentum, yeah. there is fresh wind in its sails. And I want to talk to us today about this picture of being filled with the Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, the Holy Spirit is referred to a lot of times in the Bible as a lot of different things, referred to as as fire. And we sang a, a new song this week at summer camp that's been written for summer camp called Holy Fire. Holy fire, and if you're around, you can come back tonight. Uh, I know, you just want to be part of that. Just be in the atmosphere, singing that song and just see what God has done. But he's referred to as fire. In the uh, upper room, tongues of fire came and rested upon them. That The Holy Spirit is often referred to as wind, the sound of a rushing wind. We sang it this morning, fresh wind, fresh wind. And he's also referred to many times as water, living water, filling us up. And today I want to talk to you about the importance of this fresh water, the living water, filling our lives, filling us to overflowing with the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're here, fresh start Sunday, fresh life, fresh wind, that he would pour his spirit out upon us as his people, as his church, and that the overflow would affect our nation and the world around us. So God, we just pray right now. We thank you already. You are in this place as we've been declaring a fresh start, a new thing, fresh wind in our sails, the Holy Spirit coming and filling this place. God, that you would come and you would move. God, that you would do your work in hearts and lives this morning. Amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me. In the short time we have left, I want to share about the power of living water. And you can turn in your Bible to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. It's a story of Jesus with the Samaritan woman or the woman at the well. And if you've ever heard my husband preach, we often tease him that this is his favourite passage to preach from. Uh, He always talks about the woman at the well. It's like, you know, there's always, there's always a message in the woman at the well. But uh, John chapter 4, and we're reading from verse 1. It says, Jesus knew 
that the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't baptize him, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, maybe he'd been at summer camp, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. And soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refuse to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. So this story comes at a time where Jesus had been performing some miracles. As we heard, he'd been teaching and baptizing and making disciples and maybe causing a little bit of a stir. And he's heading back to Galilee via Samaria. He's hot. He's tired. It's at the hottest part of the day at noontime. And he's sitting by a well, thirsty. And he meets this woman here. And he causes maybe a little bit more of a stir. He's talking to a woman. He's talking to a Samaritan. Jews did not do that. And he asks her for a drink, but he uses this moment to share, to impact someone's life for eternity. And while she is talking about natural water drawn from a physical well, Jesus is talking about a supernatural living water drawn from a spiritual well. And it goes on to say that she is so deeply impacted by this interaction with Jesus that it doesn't only impact her life, but she goes back to her village and she tells everyone she knows about this interaction, this man who speaks of living water. We need water. We need water. You see, water does a lot of things, right? All through summer camp, us as parents, we were telling every teenager, stay hydrated, drink lots of water. You're out at tribal wars, you're out in the sun, make sure you drink water. And in the natural, we know the importance of water. And we've heard that reference many times about the boat, the boat being out on the water, able to move forward because of the wind and the sails, but underneath, water. We need water. 
And you know, uh, I've talked a bit about um, being out on sea and how much I like being out on the sea. And uh, we've had some boating incidents <laughs> to do with the tide, because that's something you have to pay attention to when you're out boating, is the tide. And you know, this harbour can be filled with water, but then hours later, the tide goes out and there is sand. And it's very hard for boats to move when there is only sand. As we found out one time, we were out boating and we'd been out boating up north, uh, north of Auckland, and we were coming back in and the tide was going out. And as we, the boat was moving along, it got shallower, shallower, and shallower until it eventually hit sand and stopped. And now my philosophy and my mum and my sister, our philosophy when our dad is out in charge of the boat is that we are to make ourselves as invisible as possible. Make your body as small as possible, especially when incidents like this happen. And so, of course, we hit the sand. And so my brothers, who are unable to become invisible, are yelled at and told, get down there, push the boat. And so me and my sister are like hiding against the thing. We are making ourselves invisible. Kind of like Homer Simpson, you know, that meme where he just sort of disappears into the bush? That's us. And we've hit the sandbar. And so my brothers, they're out pushing the boat. And what maybe would have been a one-minute journey back to the jetty, it took us a couple of hours. And unfortunately, we could no longer be invisible. My invisibility cloak, we had to jump out and we had to push. And the sun was setting and we were pushing that boat. We need water. We need water. Water changes things. And as in the natural, so too in the supernatural. In this passage we read earlier, Jesus wasn't referring to natural water. He was referring to living water. Something different. Something this woman had never experienced before. Something maybe she didn't even know she was looking for, but she desperately needed. And that is what you and I need. We all have within us a deep thirst, a deep hunger, a deep need within us to be filled and to be satisfied. And what is this living water? What is the spiritual water that Jesus is talking about? Well, in John 7, verse 37, it says this. This is Jesus. And he said, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare... Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And then in brackets, it's like it needed to explain. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. And then in Acts 2, it says that that's when the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit manifested itself in that room, in the upper room. And it said, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
The living water, it's speaking about the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the indwelling at the very core of our being of the Holy Spirit. To be spiritually filled and satisfied like that harbour when the tide comes in and reaches into every single bay and every single part. That is the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, filling every part of our lives. The Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. It is the Holy Spirit at work within us that allows us to do what we can do. You know, in and of myself, I cannot do this. If you knew 15-year-old Amy, you would think, I did not think that was the same person who cried at talking to someone at the shop and making an order. But with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit in me, we can do it. He is our empowerer. Rests upon us. Infiltrates every part of our lives, our relationships, our minds, our words, our actions, our future, our decisions. And it is freely given to anyone who believes. We need water. We need water. Why do we need water? Well, this woman said, Give me this water because I won't have to keep coming back here to this well to draw from this water, the natural water. It represents a return or a habit or the things that we tend to just go back to. And we can try to satisfy that deep need. We all have that deep thirst within us to be satisfied and to be filled. And we can try and come back to a lot of places to fill that need. Maybe the pursuit of of wealth and success. We keep coming back to that because we like the feeling of it temporarily. Maybe comfort, things that make us feel comfortable. Relationships. This woman, she had had five husbands. She kept coming back to relationships to try and fill that void that she was feeling. Maybe it's fame or acknowledgement or maybe just experiences, the things we just keep coming back to. Maybe it's gossip, speaking about other people, feeling needed. We keep coming back to the same things. But like the woman, we just have to keep coming back. It will never fill, it will never satisfy, it will never make us feel that contentment and that peace that we so desperately are searching for. It's like filling a teacup and pouring it into the harbour. It will not fill it. The Holy Spirit is the only thing that will truly satisfy our lives. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that brings true fulfilment. As Jesus said to this woman, anyone who drinks this water, the Holy Spirit, the living water, will, uh, will never be thirsty again. We need that kind of water. Our world needs that kind of water. My heart's desire is that arise. We would be a company of people filled with the Holy Spirit, that we would lift the water level of our nation, that we would see lives changed, eternities turned around forever because of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That the fruit of our lives would be the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That people would look at us and be like, I need that kind of water in my life. 
the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These would be the markers of a people filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, what can water do in the natural? Well, we all know water is good for us and we should drink more water, right? We know the good things that it does for us, that it can nourish us, helps us flush out the bad stuff and keep in and absorb the good stuff, helps us think clearly, helps refresh us when we're dehydrated, it boosts our energy, improves our mood, satisfies us, stops cravings, lifts and allows movement, brings and sustains new life, cleans and purifies. And that's what water does to our bodies in the natural. But what about living water? What about what the Holy Spirit, the presence of God can do in our lives? Well, I believe that the living water can nourish our spirit, our soul, our mind, and our emotions. In Isaiah 55 verse one, it says, an invitation to the thirsty. And it says, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. Come, you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fear. Water brings clarity where you're confused, unsure, in need of direction. Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Water refreshes a dry and weary soul. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and He refreshes my soul. Water satisfies the deepest thirst and longings of our soul. Psalm 63, you God are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I'll praise you. In your name, I'll lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. Water lifts up where we've felt low. Psalm 145, the Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope and you give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. I've got a few more. Water sustains new life. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. In all that he does, he prospers and water cleanses. Psalm 51, purify me from my sins and I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Water fills, Matthew 5 verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We need water. We need water. We need water. You know, I believe a tide is coming in, a tide for our church, 
a tide for our nation. And as I was preparing this word, I just felt this. And, and uh, Chris said it earlier about this verse in Isaiah about behold, I'm doing a new thing. And it was in my message today. And I believe this is a promise from the prophet Isaiah to the nation of Israel that he would bring fresh water, fresh life, and victory to Israel. And I believe this is a prophetic word over us as a church this morning. Isaiah 35. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived and a great road will go through that once deserted land. It'll be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beasts. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Come on, can you give God some praise this morning? He is filling this place with joy and gladness. That sorrow and mourning will disappear and we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. Fresh wind, fresh water, fresh vision, fresh hope, fresh joy. In your world, a refreshing. In your relationship with God, a filling, a lifting you, causing you to see clearly once again, a refreshing, a cleaning, a restoring over your family, a restoring over your marriage, a restoring and a refreshing and a reinvigoration of your business. Fresh water. The tide is coming in for our nation, for our church and we would be filled with the things of God. It is Jesus that will satisfy our deepest thirst. There is no one like him. We need the living water. We need the living water. As the band come and join me this morning, I've got a little prop this morning. Shout out to the Lewis Mafia for this one. (laughs) Thank you, Seth. Went out and bought a new spade, apparently. Needed one. So here we go. It's quite heavy. It's been a while since I've been to the gym. But how can we be filled? How can we be filled with the living water? Well, the story we shared at the start, this woman, she's at the well. And what does the well represent? It's a place where we go, a source that we go to for water. And our source as Christians, as followers of Jesus, is God. His Holy Spirit. But there requires a little bit of digging on our part. As in the natural, the water is underground and you've got to dig. You've got to dig to find the water. And this morning, I want to encourage us that we have got to dig. We've got to dig to find the water, the living water. We need to dig and locate the source. 
And it requires a little bit of effort on our part. As you can see, the spade is a little heavy. But we've got to lift. We've got to do some lifting in this spirit. Use the tools that we have, the Word of God, prayer, fasting, giving, serving. Dig to find and locate the source of water. You know, this last year, 2022, it's a little bit challenging. Bit of a challenging year. Understatement. Personally, very, very challenging. And you know, there were a few times where, you know, in the natural, had a big day, a lot going on, and I just wanted to eat my feelings and sit on the couch, scroll, maybe just absorb myself in the world of social media, get caught up in that. And it wasn't life-giving. And I have to admit, sometimes I did do that. But it wasn't living water. It didn't satisfy. I left feeling worse. But those moments where I chose to dig, where I just said, okay, God, even if it's 10 minutes, put on a worship song, open the Word, just read a psalm, just read something, and just one spadeful, one spadeful, I'm just gonna dig. And I can tell you that those moments were when I dug and I found living water. And it's those words that God has spoken to me in those moments last year that I'm still living off today. Because we can't live off our own strength, but we must live off the Word of God, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives. I don't want us to be a company of people who are good at going through the motions. Yes, praise Jesus, God is good, amen, sister. But then we go home and we forget all about it, we gossip, we go to that website, you know. There's a song that we used to sing way back in you know, a church I grew up in, it says, I say on Sunday, how much I want revival. But then on Monday, I can't even find my Bible. <laughs> Let us be a company of people who have genuine, life-changing, fresh wind in their sails kind of faith. People who pray with you when you're down, celebrate with you when you're up. So what does that look like? What does digging look like? Well, maybe, yeah, it is. Instead of sitting on the couch eating a piece of chocolate, scrolling around social media, maybe you could just dig. Just one spadeful, just dig. One worship song. I'm just going to listen to one worship song. I'm going to read one verse. I'm going to dig. Maybe for you it's about getting in a life group, surrounding yourself with people who are going to lift you up, pray with you, stand with you, support you. I can tell you without our life group this last year, we'd be in a whole different place. But these are the people who have surrounded us, supported us, prayed for us, asked us the hard questions. Maybe for you it's about prayer fasting, God's calling you to give, God's calling you, maybe you were serving in church once, but you're not serving now, God's saying, dig, dig, find that source of water. Maybe for you, it's forgiveness. You know, I was going for a walk the other day and I said to God, you know, hurt by this person, I'm hurt by that person. God, I think I'm right. And God's like, 
Okay, sure. But God took me on a journey. He actually showed me this, I, this meme of, you know, the Spider-Man meme where everyone's just standing around in a circle pointing at each other. And he's like, you're all like that. Someone's got to do something right. Who's going to make the step to forgive? And I was like, ooh, okay. God, I have got to have a soft heart before you. Dig. I've got to dig. Find that source of water. I'm out of time, but this morning, why don't you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. We're going to sing. And then I've got to go race to Porirua. But I just want to pray for you to be filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And not just here on a Sunday, not just going through the motions, not just putting a smile on your face, but really digging, really filled, that it would be the kind of faith that would impact you tomorrow, that would impact you midweek, when the kids finally, finally go back to school. And there's the stationary lists and there's the school interviews and all of that, that God would just be with you, fill you. The interactions, the work, the meetings, the endless to-do list, that God would be with you and He would fill you with a fresh wind, with His living water, that He would pour His Spirit out on you. So right now, when you close your eyes, you can reach out your hands in front of you, just ready to receive the fresh water in your life, the fresh wind, the fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. For those who are feeling dry, thirsty. Lord, that we would drink of the living water. So God, this morning we pray for every single person across this place. God, You know every single person. Lord, the worries, the cares, the anxieties, the things they are facing ahead of them this week, this year. Lord, You know the interactions even maybe they've had this week. But Lord, we pray that we would not go without Your presence. Like Moses said, where would I go? How would I go if Your presence is not with us? And so we declare over this company of people this morning that Your Holy Spirit would fill us. Lord, that we would be seeking Your presence in the quiet place. Lord, that we would shut our doors and we would get on our knees and we would dig and we would find living water that would fill our hearts, that would fill our lives, it would fill our minds. And Lord, it would infiltrate every part of our, of our being, every part of our lives, every part of the world around us. Lord, let us be filled. Let us be filled with Your Holy Spirit. Give us fresh water, living water, we pray in Jesus' Name. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.